Welcome viewers and listeners to another week of CHP Talks. And we're here today with uh, a repeat guest, uh, Barry Neufeld. Uh, Barry, it's so great to have you with us here today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy uh, my discussions with you, Rod. So uh, I'm going to give you just a short introduction uh, today because we want to get to the stuff that's been going on in your life. Uh, you've been here before, and Barry, for those who don't know, is a battle-scarred veteran of the culture wars, <laughs> <laughs> the battle for the hearts and minds of, of your children, those of you listening, and Canada's youth. Maybe some of you are a youth, and Barry has been there for you. And uh, just so you know a little bit about his past, he was a trustee on the Chilliwack Board of Education for 27 years. And in his former careers, uh, things that he's done before that, he was in retail merchandising for six years, investment sales for six years, a correctional officer, a probation officer for the family, and a family court mediator for the BC Ministry of the Solicitor General. That was for 16 years a youth probation officer uh, under the BC Ministry of Children and Families for six years, restorative justice facilitator, BC Ministry of Children and Family Development for six years. And I don't know how you squeeze that all into your life, Barry, but uh, thank you for doing that. You've, you've done many other things for those who uh, may have hearing about you for the first time. Uh, most notably, Barry has been an outspoken critic of our increasingly hypersexualized education system in BC and against the imposition on young children of various themes regarding sexual orientation and gender identity, which Barry has rightly identified as child abuse. Uh, he's been in court more than once on these issues, including last fall, a trip to the Supreme Court of Canada in a defamation case, still awaiting a verdict regarding his freedom of speech. So maybe we can start there, Barry, with a review of that case, why you took issue with Glenn Hansman's accusation. Just take us back to the beginning uh, for those who don't know. Well, uh, when I came out with that comment in 2017, Hansman uh, said that I was unfit to be around children. And immediately the two unions jumped aboard and they... Um, laid complaints with the BC Human Rights Tribunal that just because I don't believe in gender ideology, I'm not fit to be around children. Now, unlike some social conservatives, I went on the offensive, not just for myself, but it, that would mean that anybody who doesn't buy into gender identity would not be fit to be around children. That would disqualify all Christian teachers, all Christian private schools, most pastors, and so basically, I'm, I'm fighting for the right um, of Christians to have an influence on children. Um, Hansman threw a stumbling block. He used a brand new piece of legislation uh, called uh, a Strategic Lawsuit for, lawsuit for public par Prevent Public Participation. And he took me to the Supreme Court and said that he had a right to insult me and call me names because he was the president of a big union and he had a responsibility to his members and to the students. And he won that first round in the Supreme Court of British Columbia. It just didn't make sense. It was a brand new judge had just been appointed by Justin Trudeau and his arguments were just full of baffle gab. So it went to the Court of Appeal in British Columbia. This time we had three experienced judges. 
And they said clearly that this was a dark day for freedom of speech. If a person like a trustee like Barry Newfeld could be silenced by name calling and they said it would have a chilling effect. Well, um, Hansman, uh, we were getting ready to go back to the defamation trial, but Hansman pulled another rabbit out of the hat and he made an appeal directly to the Supreme Court of Canada. Now, there's no appeal from the Supreme Court of Canada. It's the highest court in the land. Um, there's nine judges. In my case, only seven judges showed up. But um, it, it was a major, uh, a major event. The legacy media completely ignored it. This is the first time that gender ideology has hit the Supreme Court of any country. Um, they only gave us about four and a half hours. Uh, Hansman's lawyers had, a, had an hour. Uh, my lawyer had an hour. And then there was 12 lawyers there intervening for various organizations. And they spent, they each had five minutes to say what a horrible person I was. Um, it was an awesome experience going into that building. Um, because um, uh, it's like a, a, a big old castle and couldn't go through the front doors, had to go through a little secret door at the back. And the security they had was more intense than any airport I'd ever seen. And uh, when I got into the uh, uh, courtroom, we all had to wear these medical surgical masks. Um, the courtroom... Uh, there was 14 uh, law clerks in there, two law clerks for each of the Supreme Court judges, um, three lawyers. Hansman had two. I had one. And there was only one other person in the public gallery. And that was another guy from Chilliwack. Clint Johnson has now replaced Glenn Hansman as the uh, president of the BC Teachers Federation. He just lives a few kilometers away from me. But anyways, that was that was the scenario. That's Meanwhile, let me inter interject for just a moment. Uh, uh, you may be getting to this, but uh, Glenn Hansman was allowed, if I understand correctly, 12 interveners and the, you uh, requested to have uh, a couple of interveners and you were denied that opportunity. I was denied anything. It was just my faithful lawyer, Paul Jaffe, against uh, yeah, a total of 14 other lawyers in front of seven judges. Wow. Well. When he was speaking, the one thing that I noticed that was different, uh, when he was speaking, he had some fire in his belly. He really believed in me, which was kind of nice. Yeah. The other lawyers, they were droning on all this legal gook, and you could tell that they they weren't really that enthused about it. Uh, it was just uh, a politically correct way of approaching the problem. My prayer is that those seven judges will make the decision based on righteousness and the rule of law. But if they, if uh, Trudeau or any of his henchmen have whispered in their ears, they're going to be politically motivated. And I'm sunk. Yeah. Well, we we continue to pray for a good outcome there. I mean, uh, when if justice could be done. In this case, it would be a great, uh, not only a miracle, but a, a great reason for celebration in Canada. Certainly the right of free speech, the right to speak against uh, policies of an existing government are central to any kind of a uh, democracy. And uh, if you lose that ability, 
And and the the things that uh, Glenn Hansman said about you and the fact that he was able to keep you from uh, as a as a school trustee of 27 years, he was able to keep you from uh, being involved from going into the some of the schools, if I understand correctly. Yeah, that's right. Um, he uh, because I don't believe in gender ideology, I guess. Uh, the transgender people in the schools uh, didn't feel safe. You know, this complaint has been before the BC Human Rights Tribunal for almost five years, and they still haven't come up with the name of any uh, staff employee who claims that uh, I make them feel unsafe. Yeah. Nevertheless, it's still hanging out there. You know, Rod, if I had been charged with murder, the Crown Prosecutor would have 18 months to prove his case against me, and if he couldn't come up with the evidence in 18 months, the court would toss the case completely different in front of the BC Human Rights Tribunal. They are just totally against human rights and uh, justice. Uh, it's just a bunch of activists with access, access to grind. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you once again uh, for taking that case and standing firm uh, in spite of the odds stacked against you. I, I find it just uh, reprehensible that uh, you were denied the opportunity to have interveners. I don't get, you know, where any judge would uh, would think that was right, that the other side could have uh, 12 and, and uh, you could have none. Um, anyway, that's while you were there. I know there was a gathering of, in support for you outside. I was not able to be there, but thanks to those who gathered to show their support for your case. And uh, that must have been an encouragement to you. It was. Uh, while I was in the court, uh, Tanya Gaw from Surrey had flown out to Ottawa and organized uh, some of her Action for Canada volunteers. Uh, Jack Von Sika was there from Campaign for Life. And um, even Maxime Bernier of the People's Party showed up. And they were all making... Um, kind remarks about me and uh, supporting me. Uh, it wasn't a, a big crowd, maybe about a hundred, but uh, there were no protesters for the other side at all. Uh, yeah. As I said, the legacy media was trying to bury this. Well, What's interesting yeah. is that while this was taking place, meanwhile, back home in Chilliwack, uh, one of the candidates for school board had made a public announcement that she was going to sue me for defamation. And uh, it uh, <laughs> it blew me away. I mean, this, this is, I was in court on October the 12th. The election in Chilliwack was only three days later. So I was a bit of a disadvantage uh, not being able to campaign in my hometown, but she made uh, ample use of... Uh, the opportunity to get the sympathy vote. Say it was in September, I was being interviewed on a program similar to this. And I happened to mention that in the last by-election, a respected Christian businessman, Richard Procy, was defeated by a striptease artist. I didn't even mention the name. I just said a striptease artist. Well, she took offense at it. And she uh, claims that she's not a striptease artist and that this was defamatory. Well, it, it, it wasn't frontal nudity, but it was, like I said, it was part of a, a skit she was doing to yeah. poke fun at people who believe in evolution.
Yeah. And the wrecking ball was to smash down the wall of ignorance of people who believe in evolution. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in her other videos, she goes on and on about making fun of um, monogamous marriage. Are you saying, excuse me, I interrupt you for a second. Uh, she was, the wrecking ball was to smash down the uh, mark those who believe in evolution or creation? Creation, creation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got it backwards there. Yeah. So. Uh, um, she's done TED Talks. Uh, and she spent the whole, with no conclusions or no research, just descriptive lecture uh, her, her her belief is that if animals do it then it's okay for human beings to do it and uh, she's just um, obsessed with um, deviant sex and in my opinion she's the one that should not be around children yeah um, and yet I'm the one that is being told I should not be around children that's very strange, very strange. And uh, I can't society, for the life of me figure out why the. Uh, I think boards of education in general have been very slow to respond to this attack on the innocence of children. And I'm not sure every, if uh, so many trustees, whether they actually believe this stuff themselves or they're just afraid to take a stand against it. They, in, For one thing, they've seen you take a stand against it and get uh, smacked in the face for your efforts. Um, so, yeah, uh, they've seen what they've they've seen what happens to me when I take a stand. And so uh, they're going to take the easy way out. But, you know, they're they're just running roughshod over us. And uh, um I'm hoping with this with this uh, lawsuit by Ms. Bondar to win a sizable settlement, which will um, increase my coffers uh, to continue the the battle against Glenn Hansman and the upcoming battle in the uh, uh, the uh, BC Human Rights Tribunal. The, like I said, that has dragged on for five years, and they have finally set a hearing date of December the 8th, 2023. That'll be almost six years since I spoke out against gender ideology. And and uh, describe that case, that's through the Human Rights uh, Tribunal of British Columbia? Well, the two unions, the CUP Union and the BC Teachers Federation went to the Human Rights Tribunal and they said that Barry Newfeld is a danger to the safety of our staff and we want him to be fined $50,000 and take some sensitivity training. They'd probably like me to take the same course that jo Jordan Peterson has to take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they'd probably like to herd all of us who think differently into a into a room and uh, dispose of us uh, quietly. But of course, we're not ready to go quite that uh, easily. We no. If, uh, the, defending the innocence of uh, the next generation is important as well as defending basic concept of free speech. So it's amazing that the education, that many of those involved in the education system, especially in the unions, have uh, mode, uh, sort of transmogrified, I guess, into uh, uh, advocates for this uh, insidious ideology 
that they push in the classrooms. It's amazing to me that it has become that kind of a movement. Uh, those who should be providing the most uh, honest and helpful care for young people have become ones imposing this terrible ideology on them in the classroom. Well, Ronnie Herman was a, a school teacher in the Vancouver uh, school district, and uh, she just couldn't abide what was going on, uh, not just the uh, Soji 123, but the critical race theory and the anti-colonialism. So she quit. And uh, she's paid a heavy penalty. She has lost her income. Her husband's business has been uh, boycotted. But she's very activist, and she's doing something about it. She's formed a an organizing organization, RH Media, and uh, she's on the warpath. Yeah, no. and she feels good about what she's doing. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So, uh, Barry, so this you've got uh, this outstanding human rights case uh, that is going to hopefully wind up in October. Hopefully, wind up in your uh, in your favor. You've got in December, and it'll be December. In the Supreme Court uh, case, you don't know when you're going to get a judgment there. I would guess April. And Karen Bonder's defamation suit against you, what's the next date that something happens with that? February the 4th and 5th in uh, Vancouver Supreme Court. February 4 and 5, Vancouver uh, Supreme Court. Well, uh, you have got your hands full. Uh, it may be a blessing that you're not uh, a... a trustee right now in the uh, in the Chilliwack school system because you've got plenty on your plate. Um, I'm going to say right now for those who wish to contribute to your legal fees, uh, there, there are costs in all these things. You have a great lawyer, Paul Jaffe, but uh, these things cannot be done without costs and you still have uh, a need in that regard. Um, you told me earlier that an e-transfer to trustynewfeld at gmail.com would work, and that's trusty, T-U-R-S-T-Y, Newfeld, N-E-U-F-E-L-D, at gmail.com. Okay, great. Uh, screen share there. So trustynewfeld at gmail.com. And another one, they can go to give, send, go. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Barry. And also, you are recently, uh, you've made a decision to get more directly involved with Action for Canada, the wonderful organization headed up by Tanya Gaw. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I was, um, frankly, I was relieved that I wasn't reelected. Um, and I really needed a rest. But uh, my son organized a, a birthday party for me for my 75th birthday on December the 1st. And uh, friends and family showed up and uh, about 80 people and it was a bit of a lift. And uh, after celebrating Christmas, I began giving serious thought to it. And, you know, my, my greatest motivation for this battle, of course, is my Christian belief that we must stand up for truth and righteousness. However, there are two professional things that drive me. As a 
You mentioned in my beginning, in the beginning, that I was a family court counselor. I was trained at the Justice Institute, and they drummed into us that always think of the best interests of the child. Public education is not thinking of the best interests of the child anymore. They're thinking of the best interests of the activists. And that's why one reason. Second reason, I was also trained at the Justice Institute to supervise sex offenders. And everything we did, everything we monitored, the motivating principle was to protect children from abuse. And the public school system is not protecting children from abuse. It's making them more vulnerable. So I thought, well, with all that background, and, you know, I, I went back after retirement and got my master's degree. I, got, I graduated in 2010. But I have put more work and study into this, the issues of um, gender ideology and critical race theory in the last five years than I ever did for my master's degree. So uh, I guess I don't want to leave that to go to waste. So putting it to work, putting in it, putting it in action for Canada. <laughs> yeah, very, very good. Well, that's a wonderful organization. Uh, Tanya Gaw has also been a guest on this program, and she has uh, she's really been a leader in the movement across the country for uh, family values, for uh, protection of life and for yeah. our freedoms, which have been under attack so terribly in the last couple of years. I want to make a plug before we end the show, and I'm going to give you the last word, but uh, I want to make a plug for an event coming up this uh, Sunday. Uh, it is called the Biblical Sexuality Sunday. It's a bit of a strange uh, term, possibly, but uh, this coming Sunday, January 15, 2023, has been designated Bi Biblical Sexuality Sunday. And there's a movement, I learned of it, through Liberty Coalition Canada, the Liberty Dispatch podcast, to have Bible-believing pastors speak on this topic on this coming Sunday, to call their flocks to honor and adhere to biblical principles regarding marriage and sexuality, and to teach on that in a, an effective way uh, to their flocks. Uh, folks can learn more about this initiative by visiting libertycoalitioncanada.com. And this is a move of defiance to Bill C-4, the government legislation that attempts to make illegal the promotion of the common sense, biblical, historical, traditional, natural, and biologically sound concept of faithful, exclusive, and monogamous marriage between one man and one woman, as opposed to the current fad promoted in our public schools that we've been talking about today, of random uncommitted sex between any number of individuals of any number of genders or newly created gender identities. So it's important that our pastors and also our political leaders speak up on this issue, which is dividing families, churches, and communities. If you want to learn more about Biblical Sexuality Sunday, you can visit uh, libertycoalitioncanada.com and uh, look under their initiative uh, at the menu bar at the top pick the word initiatives and go down and you will see biblical sexuality sunday you can learn more about it and get involved pastors that are listening may want to sign up and uh, show your support for this tremendous movement uh, i want to thank uh, liberty coalition canada for their uh, initiative on this on this uh, project and and i hope it's very successful and has a lot of participation 
across the country and probably internationally as well. So, so Barry, um, back to you. I just wanted to be sure to get that out before we finish. Uh, what yes, it, and I would certainly encourage pastors to get on board with this. Yeah, You know, I used to be a bit of a church tramp, but I was also a family court counselor. I was involved in a lot of separation and marriage problems. And you would not be amazed at how many common law couples are sitting in evangelical churches not feeling a twinge of guilt because they never get confronted. Yeah. And uh, uh, we, we as Christians need to uphold the standards of marriage, regardless of what the government does. Yeah. And that's that's true across the board, all the standards that we have. And uh, and I think this applies in in many ways to non-Christians as well. Those who value uh, strong families, those who value, you know, uh, consistent uh, relationships, you know, and uh, the commitment that people make to one another. So so um, but certainly for Christians, if you if you say you're following the Bible, uh, biblical sexuality is for you and uh so we we hope it's a very successful event this sunday what else uh, barry any uh major events or things that uh, we should uh talk about before we close off for today i think we uh covered it all off um uh when uh, when communities like Chil chilwack used to be known as the bible belt when they have a school board election and a libertine like dr karen bondar tops the polls Obviously, our Christian values in marriage and family have all but disappeared. And uh, we need to get back to the basics. Um, and I'm determined with what time and strength that I have left that I will devote myself to that. Well, thank you for your commitment to that. And again, if folks want to uh, contribute to Barry's uh, uh, court costs, uh, you can e-transfer to Trusty, T-R-U-S-T-Y, Newfeld, N-E-U-F-E-L-D, at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for joining us today, uh, Barry, and uh, for the listeners, don't forget um, Biblical Sexuality Sunday this coming Sunday. God bless you all, and we'll see you again. Bye now. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to CHP Talks. For more content you don't want to miss, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast, CHP Talks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To view our weekly episodes in a video format, you can find us on Brighteon at brighteon.com forward slash channel forward slash CHP Canada. On BitChute at bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash chp canada now social media censorship and the cancel culture have restricted what we can discuss on youtube but most of our programs can still be found on youtube at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash chp canada thanks for joining us please share this information with others after all speaking the truth is an act of love I'm Rod Taylor, National Leader of CHP Canada and your host of CHP Talks. See you next week.